Computer, initialize Holosuite. Space, the final frontier. Let's see what's out there. There are a million things in this universe you can have, and there are a million things you can't have. It's no fun facing that, but that's the way things are. You can deny me all you want. But you cannot deny Ben Sisko. Exist. Dismissed. Let's start with expression four. Get out. Welcome to a brand new episode of Her First Trek, a Star Trek review podcast. I am not the her in the title, I am Kyle. You are the her. You are Katie. Hello, Katie. Hello, that makes me sound really important. You are super important. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because I finally was able to look at our demographics on Spotify. For anyone who doesn't understand any of that malarkey, Spotify can tell you, like, down to gender, age, everything about, like, the people who are listening to your show. We don't know your own specific details. Don't worry about like, data protection. Uh, but we can <laughs> see... Away. Yeah. But we can see how many women are listening to the show and so on. And actually, believe it or not, Katie, it is a even split between women and men I listening to the show. I can't believe it. I think it's something like 47% of our listeners on... This is via Spotify but are uh, women. I think 48 are men, or maybe the other way around. I think then is um, 5% or so identify as non-binary. There is like an option for undeclared. They might be 1% and it might be non-binary persons, maybe 4%. But yeah, it's weird because our blast shield demographics are not like that at all. So clearly you're the draw. You're bringing the listeners to it. The women are listening for you because they're not listening for me. I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have told you any of this. No. No. Um, I just like to pretend that I'm just sharing my musings with you. Yeah. You forget that it goes out to... uh, I do. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird for me. uh, So in other words, all of that is a big thank you to everyone who does tune into the show. Don't forget that you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, You can leave reviews. Uh, Katie, we've actually had some reviews, which I haven't been covering for some reason on the show, but I thought we'd read them both out now. Shall I read them both? Or do you want to take one and I take one? I can read one if you like. Okay, you read the first one. It's a bit shorter. I haven't seen these yet. Okay, it's called Great Stuff, which is a good start. I love listening to this pod. It is so interesting to hear the first reactions of someone seeing parts of Trek for the first time and often gives me a new perspective on episodes. Oh, thanks. That's lovely, isn't it? That's really nice. And that was from a UK listener, TrekFan47. Thank you, TrekFan47. I hope you are still listening to the show. You posted that review back in uh, March. Also, the number 47. You yep. said to me. I said to. So that it always number. comes up. Yeah. It was intentional, I would have thought, from <laughs> a person. Uh, the next review is a bit bigger, so I'm going to go through it. And yes, this is a pat ourselves on the back section of this podcast it's turning into. But um, this was a review that actually came through a few days ago. It's from Darth Emerus. I hope I pronounced that right now. I know who you are, obviously, because of the username. So thank you very much. This review is another five-star review. It's called A Warm and Sincere Trip Down Treks of Yore. (laughs) And the review goes, As someone who has tried and failed in the past to get friends and family into Trek, I have to commend Kyle on his powers of persuasion and Katie for a willingness to humour her Trekky other half. Katie's very fair-minded and constructive, even when reviewing episodes of older Trek that contain certain aspects that are unpalatable to contemporary ideals. She always seems to recognise that the underlying message is still valid if the execution are little dated. It would be easy to resort to ridicule a lot of the time when dealing with older Trek, but both Kyle and Katie stay away from that 
Kyle's a great guide for Katie due to his extensive knowledge of all things Trek. This does cause the odd spoiler for Katie, but only because of his deep love of talking about all things Trek, a common affliction amongst our beloved fan group. That is so nice. I think that's the best review I've ever had for a podcast. That's awesome. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I still dispute that I am the spoiler guy, but... I do <clears> have <throat> a lot of spoilers, but luckily, I have a memory like a fish. I think you've forgotten some stuff that you've seen. Like, the big spoilers didn't even come from me. You've... Like, Facebook groups have done it for you. I think, weren't you, like, following the Star Trek Facebook group, and then they shared an article, and it had, like, a massive spoiler in it, and you... I, you were, I can't remember. Exactly. Well, there we go. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I was keeping that from her, and now she's seen it. <laughs> on facebook so but don't you, remember it but you stay out of all the groups and stuff i guess on there just to avoid spoilers yeah so thank you for the reviews please guys please drop us reviews we're, we're a new podcast so um these reviews help us i guess show up more on people's searches and things on on apple Podcasts. so it means a lot to us nice offerings to the algorithm gods yes the algorithm gods that's right we are on patreon nerd since 86 which is my website that i produce all these things through which i haven't updated in about a month actually but the patreon i have being very active on so you can go to patreon.com forward slash nerd since 86 that's the numbers 86 if you go on there and get the tracky package you can get 14 day i said 14 day early access to this podcast along with some discussions free access for messages to me i see the notifications right away and all that jazz so come along partake in the discussions we have there i thought you were going to say partay 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 i'm not much of a partier now that's reserved for you and I, listener. Yeah, it's not me. I'm 35 years old now. Young. Right? No, not for me. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm 35 slash 70. Uh, yeah, so I thought uh, on the after show today, which is just for pa- uh, patrons, so at the end of this podcast, stick around if you're a, a patron because you'll hear the extended version of the episode. On that, we're going to talk about some massive news that has happened between, Huge. between this podcast and the last episode we dropped, which is, Katie, we're going to motherfucking... Destination Star Trek 2021. I can't believe this. Yeah, but you agreed if, to it. Yeah, of course. You didn't even need to be pushed. No, I know. I jumped Maybe on that, board. Is that what you can't believe? That you yeah, actually yeah. Yeah, you went, went along with it. If you had told me a couple of years ago I'd be going to a Star Trek convention and that I'd be the one pushing for cosplay, <laughs> I would have been like, you crazy. You crazy boy. So we should really give a shout out to Amy Nelson. Hi, Amy. Who has uh, several podcasts, All Good Things, Galaxy Class. Amy was messaging me several weeks ago about uh, DST and talking about how she's going to be flying over from the US for it. And it kind of was a reminder to me that DST was meant to go ahead still. We hadn't really heard anything from the organisers, but it is happening. So it's been confirmed like a week or two ago. So we've got our tickets. We're going to talk about that on the after show. But yeah, we will be there. So if you're going to be going to Destination Star Trek as well, please let us know. Maybe we can all... Be so nice. Or meet up and um, put some faces to names and, and things like that. Oh, God, people are going to see what I look like. Yeah, no, I was worried about that for me as well. <sighs> oh. And realize that in real life, I'm super boring. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're boring. I'm pretty boring. You're not boring. Uh, some big news on the wedding front. I think we may have announced on the last episode that we're not able to use the Picard music for yeah. uh, the show now. Uh, for, for the show. <laughs> for the, the wedding. Show, yeah. um, because we have to go from a playlist that they have available and it's not on there. But. Some things were on there. Oh, yes, they were. What did you choose as our music for once the wedding's over and we're going to leave? What, what song did you choose, Katie? I need to point out that you asked me to search for this. I did. And you chose it. I chose Faith of the Heart 
Uh, yeah, it's Faith of the Heart. It's not the Russell Watson version. It's sung by a female singer. I can't remember. We so, had some options, though. Yeah, we had, like, Rod Stewart's Rod Stewart. original. Yeah, yeah. We've gone with this woman singing it, though, instead. So Enterprise will be present in our wedding, which is quite exciting. There was also an option to have it sung by a guy who just sounded like your drunk uncle in a bar with, like, no music behind him. Yeah, he's just sitting there. like No just, tune. Just imagine him sitting there just going, it's been a long road. Get in from there to hear. It's almost like he really tried. It's been a long... You sound like you're Martin Luther King giving a speech. <laughs> I have a dream. That I will get married and faith of the heart will see us out. Oh, wait, that's not a dream. That's reality. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Another piece of reality for you, Kate. Uh, I messaged you about this earlier and we haven't had a chance to speak about it. This is the first time I've spoken to you today. Yeah, it is, yeah. And you've got a really bad migraine now. I do. Yeah, so uh, I'm amazed that you're here for this. Yeah, I got heckled in the street and abused by a large crowd of particularly rowdy people. Yeah, so I went into town. You dropped me into town on your way to somewhere else. So I had to go and pick up a few things. We call... I don't know if people call it that, actually, in like the States. So town, town is like our city, city centre where all the shops are. We call it town. And um, where I got out by the hotel, the Hilton Hotel, I start walking up the street and just, just rack it. I look up and I think, there's a way to get around this. There's a protest. I thought it was about all the current um, violence that's kicking off. Well, so did I, because I saw a lot of placards. But it weren't really about that, unless the two protests came together. So I looked up there, I thought, can I get past? Because I need to go that way. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I can get, I can get through the side. Because you have like certain ways you're meant to walk right now due to COVID. So as I was getting closer, I realised they're shouting some sort of thing about masks. And I only really, truly recognised this when... Because I was wearing my mask. It was outdoors still. But this woman at the front of the thing, they're all like shouting stuff. And she's like... What are you wearing a mask for outdoors? What's the point? What's the point? You're outdoors. And I just said, better to be safe than sorry. And then I got called, and it's quite a long, this is quite a long group walking past me at this point. I got called a slave. Okay. Um, I guess because I'm following government instruction. I got called a sheep. Now, the irony of being called a sheep by a, a massive group of people <laughs> following each other around in, in a herd, all barking on about the same conspiracy theories and stuff, but I didn't want to start anything. Uh, even though I had an itch in. There was an itch in there. I had also, some... the irony of being called a sheep in Wales, where, yeah. you know, there's a joke about people from yeah. Wales, if you haven't heard it. There's a lot of sheep in Wales. It's so. three times as many sheep as there are people. Did are you know really? that? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and there's a, a joke about the Welsh being sheep shaggers, in that we would Enjoy have... our alone time yeah, with... with sheep. Our woolly um, friends. I can guarantee you that I've never done that when sober. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can guarantee it that I've You're not done it when I'm joking. I'm actually terrified of sheep, so you I'm just joking. know I haven't been near any. I'm joking. I can't remember where it comes from. I've seen the stories before, but yeah, it's like a whole thing that is used against the Welsh. So, so you might hear, if you ever see like Swansea City play in a football, Welsh football club or Cardiff City, uh, we tend to sing songs about being sheep shaggers because we own the insult ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, so I got heckled by this anti-mask crowd. They had like mm-hmm. signs about they'd rather die on their feet than live on their knees and stuff like that. I would love to see them challenged to that. I love how people are like, yeah, I would die in the trenches. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Honestly, and I'm, I'm sorry if um, if anyone listening to this is, is an anti-masker, which I'm baffled by it, and I wouldn't even want to entertain a conversation about it because I think there's scientific proof that, you know, wearing masks does prevent the spread of germs. Now, I know there's masks that don't and they're rubbish and God... Maybe we own a few that do that as well. Who knows? But uh, I'm not out to offend anyone. But my experience, though, today was, it was you know what? It was a little bit uncomfortable. Well, yeah. Because no one people, likes to be heckled in the street. No, not by a massive group. And uh, there was a few drunk people in there as well. And I was thinking, God, am I going to get, like, lamped for wearing a mask? Now, 
people don't want to wear masks for what they deem as medical reasons, fine. But if they're not wearing masks because they think it's about being a slave to the government and things, I just think, get over it because no. it's not a slave to the government at all. There's a lot of shit that I don't like that the government does. Yeah. This isn't the top of my list. No. If I'm going to go out and protest, there's going to be a fuck ton more stuff I'm going to protest against than them trying to make me wear a mask because that is for our safety, I think. Mm. Like a lot of the stuff that they're doing is not, especially like the COVID rules yeah. don't make any sense. Yeah, they contradict the mask, themselves. But... Fine, I'm going to do that. But it's not as bad as anti-vaxxing because people oh. think that when you... Now we're on a hot topic. Yeah, when you have the COVID vaccine that you're going to like become like a 5G <laughs> cellular device. I'm going to tell you one thing, all right, because we get really bad Wi-Fi in all but like one room of our house <laughs> yeah. so if I've, had, if I've had the vaccine and it's suddenly made me like give off a good signal for my data on my phone that's brilliant i'm gonna hot spot onto that chip inside <laughs> me i, I really want to i really i really need better I'm internet so in there but someone was saying the other day like i keep him on my facebook just for the lols so if you listen take a guess who you are i keep him there just because it's ridiculous and he's like yeah the government are microchipping me to find out where i am and i'm like don't be such a dick you know that the government can find out where you are anyway because you just carry your phone with you everywhere yeah, the irony of that is that whilst he's made that facebook status he's probably posted his location on his facebook status <laughs> yeah strava shows yeah. where you go for a run yeah. every day i know your start point i know your end point i know where you live hun you don't need a microchip for that but yeah just a, a note on the protest guys is that i get that we all need to believe in things and stuff like that but i'm not sure the solution is to shout abuse at those who are wearing masks uh, why don't you actually target the people who you have the problem with which would be those alleged slave leaders and slave owners, I guess. And also, I mean, at this exact same point, there's military action taking place. You know, all the things that going over Israel and over over in, you know, the Gaza Strip. I think I saw things the other day about how there's four black children missing in like the UK who aren't getting any media. And I can't, I, I can't remember their, their names, sorry, sick. off the top of my head. But this protest against all that stuff and the lack of action there, rather than about just wearing a mask right now, I just think about priorities. But you know what? You're all in a nice, tightly bunched group. And yes, you're outdoors, but you're very tightly bunched. So particles still spread. So if you do get COVID, I hope you look back and think, I wish I wore a mask to that anti-mask <laughs> protest. Oh, the irony. Yeah, I mean, all it does, it just got my, it got my back up a little bit, you know. I was a, I was a, bit, I was a bit pissed off about it. It's annoying. Don't, don't, don't heckle me because I've got a mask on. I actually do have a cough as well. So I'm actually wearing the mask to stop my coughing germs everywhere. I've not mm. got COVID, but, you know, I, just, I don't want to make people sick with other stuff. God, we've done a very long introduction on this episode. So We've I feel rambled. like yeah, we have rambled. I feel like we should get into it. Should we start talking about some Star Trek? Yes, please. We haven't even said what episodes we're doing, so we're doing a TOS episode. Uh, that's the original series. If you for some reason don't know the abbreviations, uh, we're doing Miri. Bit of fun there. We're going to have. Uh, we're then going to talk about Angel One and William Riker's fantastic fashion choice in that episode. Oh, it was so good. And we're going to also talk about a DS Nine episode, which I did not remember at all going into it. But it turned out to be a little bit of a um, a little gem. So uh, we're going to talk about Vortex as well. Let's go. As you can see, we are not without compassion. Your deaths will be swift and painless. Let's just be honest. Before we see living examples of your compassion, may I speak? Is this a plea for leniency? Nothing of the sort. As the governing body of Angel One, you're entitled to execute your laws or your citizens as you see fit. 
Make your point so we can proceed with this unpleasant business. When you spoke of the prisoners, you used the term revolutionary. Indeed, death has been known to stop revolutions. But I suspect it's not a revolution that Angel One is hoping to stop. It's evolution. Mr. Ramsey and the Odin survivors did not initiate the waves of dissent that are rippling through your planet. Their presence here merely reinforced the change in attitudes between men and women that was already well underway. They became symbols around whom others who shared their views could gather. You may eliminate the symbols, but that does not mean death to the issues which those symbols represent. No power in the universe can hope to stop the force of evolution. So let's jump aboard the Enterprise D for the next few minutes and talk about Angel One, which is season one episode. So we're about the halfway mark now in season one of TNG. How are you finding TNG? Enjoying the ride. It's smooth. Smooth cruising. With some very exciting movements. You're kind of cruising at warp three, just chilling. Yeah. Not not going too fast. Yeah. Not going too hard, but not going like a steep I ain't crawling. You ain't crawling, but you ain't sprinting. I'm jogging. You're jogging. You do like to jog. I do like jogging. Okay, so Angel One, this episode deals with COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, it's very, very yeah, on trend. And gender. Yeah, a lot. So you tell me what you took from this episode, because this is all about you and your Trek journey. I know, so, I feel the pressure. What happened in Angel One for you? Okay, so the Enterprise crew come across this planet where women are in charge. They are the dominant species. They're bigger. They are... Not all like, of them are bigger, though. No, but most they of them They said they are. were, but not all of them were. They are, like, in charge of everything. And men are just, like, these little weedy things that just are on the side and they just listen to everything the women say. So, basically, it's like going back in time but flipping it around. Yeah. Flipping it and reversing it. And they go there and because they're looking for some survivors of someone who crashed from a some kind of, like, Starfleet something or other. And years before, yeah. Yeah, it's like seven years ago. And the woman's like, yeah, right, I'll let you look for them as long as you promise to take them with you. And they're like, well, yeah, that's why we're here. And she's like, okay, cool. And then in the midst of all this, Diana and Natasha go looking for the people. But like the good officer he is, Riker stays behind wearing his silky man kimono suit thing because that pleases the ladies. And he bangs that woman. He does bang her. He gives it to her good. He gives it to the boss. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's nice to see a man who knows what he wants. And he's like, yeah, I do. And then Deanna looks pissed. Oh, Deanna was really pissed. Oh, her face. It's when like she, When thunder. they saw them after, obviously they were still clothes, but she knew exactly what they were thinking. And Riker was giving some dirty eye at her as well, I thought. Because he knows that she can hear his thoughts. So mm. he's like, well, you're looking at woman. <laughs> and she's like, I'm looking at you. You filthy little man slut. I don't know if you're taking the... Riker Troy relationship exactly how it, it is. I think I'm interpreting it exactly how it's supposed to be interpreted. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they find the people who are on the shuttlecraft, and it turns out they don't want to leave. They're happy. They've got little families. Mm. They live in the mountains or like hidden away somewhere because they're actually like fugitives because they won't conform to no matriarchal society. Nay, nay. They want to be autonomous men, as men do. And some of them have taken wives. Which we didn't know this. No, no, he did this, say. He oh, did say. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was like, we've taken wives, we have children. But you it. don't think it's going to be... Da, 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 da. Like this... Main woman's right-hand woman. lady. Yeah, the one who didn't uh, even want the Enterprise D-Lot yeah. 
around and stuff. Yeah. So now again, you know why. Yeah. So then woman in charge is like, I'm going to kill them. And Riker's like, don't do that. We'll just take them with us. And then the people are just like, they're really difficult. And they're like, no, you can't take us. And then they are going to execute the people in like this machine, which apparently is quick and painless, but actually it just looks really slow and painful. Well, it looks like you're being beamed away, kind of. So Yeah, but not just like regular beamed away, like beamed away in red light. Oh, well, that generally What does red mean, Kyle? Well, with a lightsaber, a red lightsaber means you're... Like a Sith Lord. And so. we all know that Star Trek and Star Wars are the same thing. Yeah, exactly thing. the same. So. Red is aggressive as a colour. Blood. Danger. Blood, danger, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, ouchy. So I reckon it hurts. Ouchy, ouchy. And anyway, in the nick of time, Riker manages to smooth talk his way out of the execution of these people. Just like he smooth talked his way into, into her pants. I was going to say bed. No. I was going to be a bit more smooth with it. And yeah. meanwhile... On the Enterprise, D crushes Dean without break of COVID-19, but she fixes it. And I don't really understand where that came from either. Did they tell us where? We know it was a smell, but where did uh, the smell come from? I think it came from the snowballs. Yeah, but they, they aren't real. I get that the virus came from like the holodeck, because it started with Wesley and his buddy. But how did it get into the holodeck? That was the holodeck. I thought it was the planet. No, they're in the holodeck, remember? Snow planet thing oh. on the holodeck. Oh, then I really don't know. No, I don't know where it came from. I don't know. So if it came from in the holodeck, then that would just that would mean something was wrong with a ship's system that that could happen. Do you know oh, what I mean? That, I mean? Do you know what? Now I'm even more confused. But it's a bit like the confusion behind COVID-19. True. Some people think that that guy ate a bat. Yeah. Some people think it was made in a lab. Yeah. Do we think that in this episode, then, the whole virus thing was a hoax? Was I don't Crusher, understand the question. Was, was it a hoax? I'm thinking if it's like COVID-19, then was the whole thing a hoax? And they were just trying to have us on. There's nothing wrong yeah, with Yeah, do you know anyone. what it actually probably was? It was probably an effort by the Chinese government to bring down the superpower of America and gain stocks. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Because so that's, that that's logical. That's what the B-plot was all about then. Someone wanted to... Um, Before anyone has a go at me, I'm obviously being facetious. I'm not even sure I know what that word means, actually. What does it mean, broken down? Um, Like, I'm making fun of it. Okay. Just sounds like shit, doesn't it? No. Like feces. Ah, I see what you mean. Yeah. It does have the same sort of... That's what, well, that's what makes me think of. But or fellatio. Isn't it F-A-C, facetious, rather than F-A-C? I'm not saying the spelling's the same, I'm just saying the word. No, but when think. you think about spellings of words, it's like prefixes and suffixes that can... Yeah. I literally just saw your erection go down. My what? <laughs> your my, erection. My erection go down. <laughs> I saw you go flaccid when I started talking about spelling. Oh, oh wow, okay. <laughs> I was a little worried. I, I thought I was going to have to explain to listeners that no, I was no, not no, no, no. sat here you with know an erection. I mean, you know. Gosh, not that you're aware of anyway. So the main plot then on the planet, the women in charge. Hmm. And I, I should point out, they didn't say that because the main woman, she's cool, but she's also kind of strong and heavy handed and killing people who didn't want anything to change on the planet. They did point out that this wasn't just women in charge. It was like from centuries before. So where men would be like brutally in charge. That's what it was like here. It wasn't just men and women's genders swapped, so to speak, uh, role reversal, I should say. It was that it was like hundreds of years before, like when the men would rule with an iron fist kind of thing. Yeah, it was sort of like a an old-fashioned yeah. view of... Maybe even more. I, when I say old-fashioned, we probably mean more like now or in the last century even. But mm. yeah, so... That, yeah, so I want to believe that it's it's not present now, but... They weren't trying to say that uh, if you had women in charge, they'd be evil and 
there'd be all sorts of oppression. So how did you find that whole thing, though? Were you excited to see? Because, you know, you've seen TOS where you've got some concerns about how women <laughs> yeah. and people trade on there so far. It was really refreshing mm. to see that idea, that concept. They did kind of... Um, they did kind of make it seem like if women were in charge, then the world would go to shit. Um, I didn't like the the whole thing of like that poor like weedy man looking so like downtrodden and disappointed in himself. Yeah. Well, I thought he fancied his boss. I think so. Yeah. But like all the men just look kind of scared, and mm. I was like, don't really like that because yeah, I was a little worried when it started. It's a bit much that there was going to be some worrying. Um, so I don't for. Uh, stereotypes, but about like what women could be like, but with the men doing that, I was worried they were going to show the men being super weak because that would mm. imply that women are otherwise super weak. But I don't, I don't think it really went there. But you're right, they weren't they weren't strong and stuff. But I guess maybe that's an evolutionary thing. So if the women were the mm. ones in charge, they're more dominant. They were bigger and stronger. The men, if they're not the ones going out doing the hunting and you know all that stuff, the work, then, then I guess they would be smaller and would not have developed the size and Pre- and presence and muscular it's weird though, isn't it? Because in a lot of species, the women are bigger and more powerful. Mm. But it still is like like lions. Yeah. The women are not bigger, but they go out and hunt the, the female lions, yeah. I think. But still, there's only one dominant lion to like 15 females. Yeah, whatever. but when they turn on him, they turn on him. That's true. It's all good being king. <laughs> Until the women decide that <laughs> they, you. yeah, they want another king, and at that point they're gonna. I've seen ones where like they knock him into rivers and watch him just like get taken out by the currents and stuff. <laughs> what have you been watching? It's, it's, you know, the internet's a, a deep dark place. It is. Yeah, um, but I thought the woman wasn't as uh, brutal as they were making out at the start. She had a soft side. She just wanted a. Well, it looks like she wanted a man. Like she wanted the idea of what a man was to her, which turns out is what Riker apparently is. Because no man that she'd been with could... Were they trying to say take charge? Because every other man was trying to would always try to please her. Mm. Whereas Riker wasn't trying to please her. I took from that that Riker was just trying to basically get his end away. He's basically a selfish lover. Yeah, he's a selfish lover. And that worked for her, though. So I don't know if that's actually trying to say that even she was unfulfilled without having a, a man's man. No, I don't think Am it was I looking that. too deep into that? I think... I think she liked the status quo. And mm. as you would, she did. as she the did, dominant yeah. gender or whatever, you don't want change to come about. And that's mm. what those people threatened. So she probably liked Riker as a bit of a novelty. Yeah. But he, I don't think he'd be tolerated permanently there. And this is quite relevant right now, I guess, because yeah, the episode is dealing with the idea that some of her people did want change, wanted men mm. to be not in charge, but equal. And we've seen that battle in the real world right now. And at the end, she agreed to have them relocated into an area that is not going to be great for them to survive in, but they have a chance. They'll, they'll be given the chance. And it may have staved off evolution, as Riker called it, rather than revolution. Um, what do you think of that whole thing? And is it evolution, though, if the men that came and uh, that helped change the system, so to speak, they weren't actually from that planet? So is it evolution? No, it's not natural society? evolution, isn't it? Yeah. But I guess, like... Added, they added a foreign body into the, the pool, so to speak. Yeah, but I guess that happens every now and then, doesn't it? I guess you see it now with technology and things. Oh, yeah, So even medicine keeps people alive longer than they would have previously. And that's, I guess that's a foreign body. That's interference, isn't it, in the 
the natural order of things. Yeah, blood transfusions and stuff. Yeah. Like people don't believe in stuff like that because it's not natural for your body to. If you lose all that blood, it's not natural for your body to receive yeah. liters and liters of someone else's blood. No, that's true. Yeah, I guess we're always interrupting it. Then mm. just the order of things. And I think out of all of those things, like that's probably not that big of an interruption because eventually they're probably going to end up having. Well, you never know. It could go one of two ways, couldn't it? It could be that they start a whole new race of people where the men are not as like mm. little and weedy. Or the woman could have the genes in her to have small men and she could have a small boy. And then it could just start the cycle yeah. all over again. Who knows? I don't know. I remember on Enterprise they mentioned a matriarchal society because Trip and Arch were shocked about it. I don't think they went to the planet. So I'm wondering if it was a Maybe reference this to this one. planet or not. There's probably quite a few. I'm curious. Maybe someone can let us know in the comments. I'm too lazy to look it up myself. But <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin, really. So did you see this episode becoming the sort of message on life that it did in the end? Where it was about, you know, giving equality between uh, the sexes and, and things no, like that? No, I didn't see a lot of it coming, to be honest. it was. It, there were lots of layers. There were lots of things going on in this story. Diana and Riker pissed at each other. The woman wanting a man, but not an actual man for... A, Long term. Yeah. You know what's quite realistic as well? Was when Riker called out Tasha and Deanna for how they were behaving about him trying mm. to... Um, well, he's on it. As far as he was aware, as far as he saw it, he was on like a delegate's mission. So he yeah. was wearing the outfits and, and he called them out for seemingly being unimpressed that there was a woman in charge and he was trying to impress her. And I thought... At first I was like, God, this again is where Trek was sometimes beating us over the head with the idea of, of sexuality and things, which is gone from the show now as, as time's gone on but i actually think it's quite realistic because well you're a woman and am i yeah i think so oh my god all this time uh, i've been wearing the wrong underwear <laughs> i wonder where my underwear was going <laughs> and you know that the, the, almost one of the biggest problems to to powerful women is other women uh is, women can yeah. be women's worst enemy sometimes other can women can be Sometimes. Not always. You know, women, there are loads of women out there who will support and build up other women. But you'll see a lot of the time there'll be women saying, you know, we need to be helping each other, not trying to claw at each other. Which I, I still think that men have created that culture by not allowing so many opportunities and such for women. So that uh, it means it's that, naturally become a competitive world. Yeah, it's competitive because... to get that one spot, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Rather than all ten of you have this spot, one of you is going to have it. Well, then I, guess, gotta... I guess men are competitive as well. It's just in yeah. human nature, isn't it? Yeah, we have more opportunities. But I thought that was interesting, the way that they called it out on the show as well. Um, it also felt as well, that whole thing where he was trying to get dressed up to impress her. or Not to impress her, but to just like respect, respect. their culture, yeah, I respect, guess. Respect, yeah. Um, I didn't like how Deanna and Natasha were like laughing about it and making fun of it. Because if that had been the other way around, if that had been a woman wearing the traditional clothes of a culture to try and respect them and fit in, that's not cool to laugh about it. No. And actually, I was kind of like childish. I like that Riker was straight-faced about it all he as well. He was. He wasn't joining in. He and also... Like it looked good. Yeah, he's like, I've worn feathers before. What are you on about? This is the culture I'm going to... Yeah. And he was going to go us. naked to Thingy's wedding. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, at Deanna least he's gonna... wearing clothes. Yeah. Don't be rude. Gosh. And also, apart from it being a real bad fashion style, the outfit, it wasn't that awful. I disagree. I think it was great. Well, yeah. <laughs> Particularly the earring. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, the stuff we see them wear, you haven't really seen it too much yet, but you've seen some on DS9. The civilian stuff... <laughs> the humans yeah, wear. Yeah, that's batshit. 
is awful in 24th century, but they're kicking off about this one top of the right. I mean, he did look awful, but that I thought he did. Is You're subjective. a fan. You like the hairy chest. On. I did. And I, th- I was yeah. like, get that hairy chest out. How do you think you're going to deal with the bearded Riker, which is coming in season two? I like a hairy man. Yeah. This is why you won't let me shave anymore. Hmm. Didn't see that coming either. You've you been mean? into the beards and stuff. Why did you do it to try and turn me off? I was trying. Once we had the kids, I was like, oof. Need to get out of here. How do I do this naturally? Wow. No, I had the beard long before the children, for anyone listening. Wow. So, um, okay, so thumbs up, thumbs down, thumb middle. What are we doing? Are we waving them? What's happening? It's an up. It's an up. So you enjoyed this episode. TNG continues to impress. It's only it's up, baby. I can't remember the rest of I was of waiting for you to carry on going. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you're enjoying TNG, Dev. What's going to happen to them after you've gone? After you've turned into creatures like Louise? Oh, they'll still be here. But not for long, because the food's all gone. You've eaten it. Maybe six months left, that's all. And then nothing left to eat. Nobody left to take care of them. They'll die, too. Look at my arm, Tron. It's happening to me. He's telling the truth. So next, I want to talk about Miri. Okay. Uh, The original series episode. Yeah. Season one. The crew go down to this planet, and they're like... It looks just like Earth. I mean, I don't feel like they explained why there was another Earth just floating around, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, unless we missed it. I don't think they ever did. Well, there was a lot going on. We might have missed it. I'm not sure. But they go down and they're like, there's no one here. Humans are gone. Humans are gone. Then this like green, no, blue, kind of flaky looking old human thing like runs out and has a go at them for touching his tricycle. And then he just dies when Kirk repeatedly punches that guy in the face. Kirk delivered, I think it was three full-on punches. Fatal like, blows. followed through with his punches. He didn't hit them and pull them back. He was straight on burying them in and following through. It was not a defensive mode from Kirk. It was like, I just need to hit something, so I'm going to hit you. Anyway, he punches the thing to get him off the Doctor. McCoy, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. And he just dies, and they're like, well, he's just aged a hundred years in the last like couple of minutes. And they're like, what? Anyway, they find out that the adults have all died from some disease that they had, which ages them rapidly after they get to puberty. But there are still children on the planet who have been alive for like 300 years. But once they hit puberty, they're going to start growing blue boils on them. And then I thought you'd say blue balls then. No, I mean, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Well, there's no other that. grown-ups there for them, so yeah. Yeah. When they get these like blue boils, they get really, really mad. And they attack stuff. And when they go down there, they meet this girl called Miri, who seems quite nice, but she's like a teenager with a child's mentality. Mm, yeah. And then she has this thing for Kirk, which is so gross. It's so strange. And then Kirk and the crew all get these blue boils and they've got like a timeline of when they can make it better. So McCoy and Spock are working on a cure and Kirk's just like running around flitting between this child woman and Janice because he can't leave her the fuck alone. Anyway, they managed to save the day. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler. After Kirk got beaten up... By a bunch of kids. By a bunch of kids. They were smacking him with bats and he was like... Being hit by the crowd. Remember when he stood up and there was blood coming out of every part of his head? He was bleeding from the ears. I mean, I'm no medical expert, but yeah. I'm fairly sure if you're bleeding from the ears after a blow to the head, you've got to seek some medical attention. Yeah, from the ears, from the you're back of his head. probably having some kind of hemorrhage. I feel like his eyeballs are probably bleeding. Those kids, I mean, I know kids don't listen. I know that. Yeah. First hand, you know that. They really didn't listen. No, this, I mean, this was... It was so frustrating as, this a, was really as a viewer. After the first lot, I would have phased the lot of them. <laughs> 
get an idea of parenting in our house, dear listeners. If I had a phaser. <laughs> oh, God. What? If I had a phaser. As long as you keep it on the stun set. Well, yeah, it? obviously. I'm not an animal. <laughs> Well, I'm just starting to wonder. <laughs> no, but those kids, they, that was annoying. That was really annoying. Okay, so this, I mean, let's try and unpack this. Because the episode took us in a few different directions before we found out exactly what was happening. And even then, I'm not 100% sure it was clear. I had a lot of questions. And you had a lot of questions. I don't think you even understand it now too I 100% much. don't think so I do. So, basically, the people on this planet, which, again, for some reason was an exact replica of Earth with 1960s buildings as well. Yeah. The people there wanted to extend their lives so they did something potentially with like loads of viruses on the planet but they basically tried to create something that would extend their lives but what it did was the opposite and so once you hit puberty or became an adult you would age 100 years within a month to die i mean how but, bad a scientist do you have I know, to be i mean that, that's a pretty big cock up and to cover the whole planet with it as well but what it did do was make the children age slower so the children kind of had that longer life yeah so that's how these children were the same children from 300 years before when the experiment got done because they were aging slowly, but they would still age. So when they did hit puberty, they would also then suddenly get the blue balls or blue boils mm. and then uh, suddenly go crazy. Yeah. And it was a bit convoluted. I don't know if we did miss an explanation about why the planet was exactly like Earth. Mm. Like exactly. Because even the way they looked, it seemed like they were trying to tell us it was Earth at one point. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, Earth has been like moved to another place. <laughs> We've watched a lot of Doctor Who's. I know. <laughs> and, and I was like, this is, must be what happened. And then I was like, hang on, did they go through to another universe? And at the end, they were just quite happy, even though, yes, they solved the problem. Yes, they created a cure for this weird thing. They left a bunch of kids unattended on a planet to fend for themselves when they only had six months of food left. They did say they were going to get teachers and such. I think they just said that so that we would feel better. I think they were like, let's get the hell out of here. (laughs) And they're like, "Um, Captain, would you like us to send anyone back to the planet for second contact? would be like, negative. Get me out of here. You have a really low opinion of Kirk right now. I absolutely do. Breaks my heart. Let's talk about Kirk then with Janice Rand, because you mentioned this. Yeah, let's talk about that. But this one, in this episode, you know, Janice specifically says to Kirk that she has been trying to get him to look at her legs on the bridge. I have such an issue with this. Why? I mean, people flirt in work. So that, nothing wrong with that. That is not true. But people do that, don't they? You know? I, I don't know. I met you through a job and other people have partners they've met through work. So you flirt with you in work? No, but you know what I mean. People meet through work. So I can understand Janice then. Although, I mean, people are very forward with the captains. It wasn't too long ago that Tasha Yar was telling Jean-Luc that if he wasn't the captain, she'd yeah. be Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and her chance is like... I would take you down yeah. to Tasha down. <laughs> I don't know. Good Lord. <laughs> um, no, the issue I have with this is that... I think I think it's more of an issue with the writing. Because, oh, captain, I tried to get you to look at my legs all the time on the ship. No fucking shit, Sherlock. Oh, she didn't pick the uniform. No, she did not. Who picked the uniform? The creators of the show. Who picked well, that line, the creators of the show? Well, to be fair, as Chris Hill has tried to tell me, my podcast co-host of uh, The Expanse, uh, an Enterprise podcast, this kind of clothing and stuff was more liberating for people in the 60s. It's obviously titillating still, but it was like liberating for a wing, apparently. To, no, yeah, to I wear know. These Do you know what? Live and let live. You want to wear that? Sure. But she didn't want to wear it. It was a uniform. Mm. It was something that, not the man... But the boss, the man, 
said, you have to wear this to work. So it wasn't like a free will thing. Either way, didn't really think that was necessary. There's no way of getting him to look at her legs that were now horrible and... Do you know what could have been the conversation? What? Oh shit, I've got these blue boils on my leg, want to see? No. Okay, cool, look away. Kirk and Janice are kind of odd because every now and then they they just hit it like face on that they want each other, but Kirk isn't going to... It's bloody like this, isn't it, with Picard and the Doctor? But I wonder if this is why Kirk's so like horny when he's off the ship because he's he's actually sticking by his morals on the ship. He's not tapping his crew. But then when he's on a planet, he's like a dog on heat. Now, which brings me on to the last bit of this episode. The is it titular? Titular? The titular Miri. Is that how you say it? What's the titular? You know, like the the she's the title is Miri. Oh, oh. How do you say the word? I don't know. Anyway, now Miri. Presumably looking at her was played by an adult, I think. And I just think for a like... young adult. Yeah, a young adult. It was played by an adult. I assumed it was probably like 16 to 18 initially. But they keep talking in the episode about how as soon as she enters puberty, she's going to become a woman. But once she enters puberty, she'll become a woman. She'll start to get sick. And she also wants you because she's a woman entering puberty. I mean, God. I mean, it does not say much for a woman entering puberty. It's this is like, like we're animals. Well, it's like the old days when as soon as a girl would have a... First period, she'd be married off uh, to have babies. That would have been me at 11. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I used to be even younger, yeah? You could be 9, 11, 12. Like, in the old days, they were just... As soon as you proved that you could have children, they'd marry you off to someone. Yeah. So that kind of approach seems in play here, this idea that just because you're going to enter puberty, you're now ready and wanting it. Uh, but you don't enter puberty when you become an adult. No. So this is where I couldn't work out what was going puberty on here. It takes a long time. Yeah, puberty can start at, well, generally we say 12, but it can start earlier or, or later Eight. for people. Now, I think Kirk, when he was being really overly nice to her in the early stages, I think Kirk was trying to be nice and keep her on side. But the way it was shot made it look like Kirk was coming on to her. But I don't think he ever was. No, and do you know what? At the start, I did question myself and I was like, maybe mm. I'm just looking at this with the wrong... I know. Perspective. I said that to you as well because I thought maybe you were clouded from previous episodes because I didn't think he was doing that, but I could see why you might think it. But let me tell you something for free. If I were her age and a man of Kirk's age had come over to me, put my face in his hands and told me, you're becoming a woman now, you have womanly feelings, I would have slapped that motherfucker till <laughs> like out of tomorrow. He wouldn't have been able to sit down for a week. Wasn't it Spock who said that stuff though? That she's becoming a woman now and she wants to Sure, have sex. okay, in that, God, in that case. But either way, she's a minor. I again take issue with the writers then in that case. They could have just said when they enter puberty. Yeah. There didn't have to be that element of, oh, this girl is now entering puberty. This means that she is a sex monster and will Auntie turn Wall. blue. Auntie Wall. Yes, uh, aren't you all, you little miners? I Yeah, I don't understand. Gross. Did the person who wrote this episode, I don't have the name to hand, did they believe that women enter puberty at like 18? And I know, I figured it out. And they just <laughs> I flick a switch. it out. Okay. The person who wrote this episode has never left their mother's basement. Oh, <laughs> They have never encountered a real 3D woman. Yeah, I mean, for an episode that really gave us a lot of technical stuff about viruses and... <laughs> And vaccines and how they all work. I mean, they didn't seem to understand how the, the female no. body works. Are we going to pin an age on her? Are we saying she's like 16 to 18? I'd be interested to know. She's got to be a minimum of 16, I think. I hope so. Otherwise, this episode takes a turn yeah. for the gross. To be fair to Kirk, though, even when Kirk found out that from Spock and McCoy that 
Miru was clearly interested in him. He did not even bat an eyelid about it. He also didn't back off. I don't think he gave her any reason to be encouraged. Will you take me to this place where I want to see, like, this doctor's surgery? Did he need to hold her hand and, like, touch her to run there? Probably not. I get what you mean. I just don't think... I don't think the intent was there with Kirk. I just don't think it plays well. It's so hard. It's so hard. Like, I really am trying... I really had issues at first with trying to see the show not through the, like, the production value of it. Yeah. And I've gotten over that. I'm fine with that. Okay, well, okay. I really am. I promise I am. I mean, I see these grey bulky computers and I'm like sure this is the stuff of like the next couple of centuries I'm down with it we're going back to Windows 98 we're doing it and that guy with that thing coming out of his ear oh yeah yeah the communications like the giant like metal cotton bird like you were like what the hell is in here what is that but I'm like yeah this is the future okay I can see it it's like how you enjoy the Back to the Future films even though we're not we've been past 2015 we are not like walking around in our lace up night shoes and clothes that fit us by themselves that's fine it's got, like, a charm to it. But that, all of that, it's a lot. It really bashes you. Like Kirk was being bashed over the head by that but kid. It, it bashes me over the head with its It's over-sexualised. Yeah, it is over-sexualised. I'm a bit surprised, actually, that, that there are so many female fans of TOS. Me too. Didn't know that. Women love Kirk. They love Spock. They love McCoy. Do they love Kirk because of the films? No, I think people love Kirk as a TOS as well. But, I mean... Yeah, film Kirk. I'm not talking about the new ones. Kirk in the Do you US mean film. older females love Kirk? Well, yeah, people who've been Trek fans for a longer time. I don't think I don't think there's young teenage girls now watching TOS putting posters of William Shatner in the 60s on their walls. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> it would be weird. Maybe there are a couple, though. If there are, just, just let us know, you know. Let's, let's see what, what posters you, know what? you have. you you got to do what you got to do. That's all I have to say on okay. that. What about the episode, though, as a whole, though? Do you know... It was confusing. Yeah, it was confusing. It was really weird. It was fine, but it was hard work. With a couple of the episodes now, there's good episodes in there, but the female stuff is really in your face. <laughs> I really want an episode that doesn't have something like that. And I'm waiting for an episode that doesn't have anything in that ballpark so I can just enjoy and assess an episode as it is. Oh, you're coming up to them. Good. There's a few you've got... Um... We're coming up to the Menagerie soon, Balance of Terror, I That think. sounds like Menage a Trois. It's not that. That's going to be where you meet Captain Pike. So there's a few episodes coming up that aren't. So but like even you said, you, you haven't like seen all of these before. Or if you have, you've seen them a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. And you didn't remember. Or maybe you just didn't notice it. Maybe you're just noticing it more because you're watching it with me. I'm noticing it more now as a grown adult than I did as a youngster. And because I'm in a different world now. Yeah. Like, when I grew up watching this stuff, it wasn't very far removed. You know, um, mm. the way that we as young boys, young teens were being raised to look at uh, women on TV and stuff like that, you know. It's not long ago that Enterprise was finding it any reason it could to get to Paul naked, you know. Yeah. And that's really recent, but you wouldn't see any of that now. But yeah, okay. But the episode, I, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was quite good. So, it, the episode was, was was quite good. I'm not still not sure I understand it. But <laughs> from what I did understand of yeah. it, it was enjoyable. Yeah. We'll move on from it. I don't know what the next episode is, but I'm excited to see uh, if it offends you in any way. I hope not. Because you do like TOS, though. You do like it. I do. It. I yeah. really do. Just that one thing, but it's pretty major, that is causing problems. Yeah. How do you stand it, Changeling? Living where you don't belong. Are you happy? I'm as much a part of the place as anyone else. Oh, I doubt it. They tolerate you, but you're not one of them. 
Being what you are, you can pour your square shape into a round hole, but you don't really fit, do you? You're like my I stone. think I finally figured out what crime you were found guilty of on your world. What's that? You talk too much. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Perhaps that is how it started. Perhaps I asked one question too many. Anyway, that's as good an explanation as any. Explanation for what? For why they came that night. I was never told, and to this day I don't know. They broke into my home just before dawn, and before I had time to stop them, they had murdered both my wives. You see, on my world, the punishment for being an enemy of the people is the death of your family. I had no sophisticated weapon, only a short slaughter knife that I used for cutting the necks of fowl that we would prepare for supper. Imagine my surprise when I discovered that the necks of the security officers were no more difficult to cut than the birds, even the sound they made as the blade crossed their gullets were similar. I am really enjoying our DS9 rewatch. I think it is currently my favourite of all the shows uh, that we're rewatching. I know that you have felt differently. So I always worry when I put DS9 on. Because you're always like, you can pick this time which one we watch. I'm like, I really want to put a DS9 on. But if it's a bad one, it could turn her off DS9 forever. Mm. There's a lot of pressure that comes in. I've previously accused you of rating DS9s um, by a different criteria yeah, that's to true. all the other shows. Uh, which I think, I don't know if I've done on the main show or on our after show, but I've suggested that... DS9 is having to do more for that top rating from you than the other shows. So, with that in mind, we're now going to talk about Vortex, which is a mid-season one episode. I can't remember if it's episode 11 or 12, I'm not sure. Hit me with the description of the plot, please, Katie. Okay, here we go. You ready? Here we go. I'm ready. I am in my seat. I'm Buckle strapped in. in. Yeah, let's go. Engage. I was going to say, I don't know what the, the word is for, like, go on DS9, but then I realised they ain't going anywhere. Anyway... Thought this was going to be a Quark episode, and I was yeah. super disappointed because I was like, I can't deal with it. I was really worried about yeah. that. Even though you enjoyed the previous one, I was, I was a little like, worried that two in a row could beat kill me you. over the head with a Ferengi, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, so Ferengi, no, that's not his name. Quark is <laughs> with some like shady ass characters, and they're twins. I don't know what species they are. But they do look exactly the same, I guess, because yeah. they're twins. And they are, like, dealing in some, like, really precious-looking egg thing. Looks quite nice. It's like a Fabergé egg. But I don't know if they exist in the future because they're, like, a Russian... Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> well, it would really get to a topic that I am not at all prepared for. You look for. really shocked. I know. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to go on to something that I don't even know what to say about it. Anyway. And then this I thought guy you said fromage frey egg. No. Isn't from a yogurt? That sounds disgusting. Yeah. 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 What did you say? Literally means fresh cheese in French. From Frey? Yeah. A fresh cheese egg. That doesn't sound so bad. A 24th century fresh cheese egg. From Russia. From Russia. <laughs> With love. Um, yeah, so they're dealing in this like purple egg thing and then this other guy comes in and he's like, hand it over and there's a little bit of a guffle and one of the twins dies. The remaining twin, oh, he is spitting, babes. Yeah, he's mad. He's spitting. And he's like, you don't understand. For twins like us, like we're just a part of each other. We are two halves of a whole. And now I'm incomplete. Do you know, Cisco is super cold about the whole thing. He's like, cool, just go back to your ship and just like <laughs> cry there, you little bitch. <laughs> I lost my wife, you know. <laughs> 
we've all lost people. Yeah, trying to be I don't about feel your brother. sorry for you, okay? Um, yeah, so he goes back to his ship and the, and the other twin's like, oh, I seek vengeance, I'm going to kill him. And the guy is in custody with Odo and he's like yeah. telling him all these stories about how he knows other shapeshifters and Odo's yeah. like intrigued, but he doesn't want to look intrigued. Calls him changelings. Changeling. As well. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not really, no, I'm not listening to you because I don't believe you. You're faking it. And anyway... They have to take him back to his home planet because he is a criminal there too, supposedly. And in the ship with Odo, he starts getting followed by the other twin and he's going to kill them. So they have to land on this planet. And then this guy actually felt super sorry for him because he told Odo on the way that the planet people had actually killed his wife and two wives. Yeah, Yeah. both wives. I mean, guys, because if you lose one, you think it's okay. I've still got the other wife. Damn it, they're both dead. Uh, This was also, I should say, because... On his planet, if you've committed a crime, the government will kill your family as punishment. That's brutal. That is brutal, because he claims that he, even to this day, does not know why they were coming to his house. See, I assumed that he was like an enemy. They said, didn't they, he's an enemy of the state. I reckon he was just like a radical, like a spokesperson who was like, I demand not to be oppressed. And they were like, fuck you, your wives are going to die now. He, like, while they're in this, like, fight for their lives against this remaining twin in the ship, they land on a planet and Odo's like, what's going on? And inside a stasis chamber, bam, it's his daughter. And he's like, it's okay, baby. Everything will be fine. And then Odo starts to feel sorry for them. And then eventually they end up blowing up the other ship by driving through some vortex cloud of something that's flammable. And Once the enemy ship fired, it went boom. Boom. They got away. Car boom. And then a Vulcan ship comes along and Odo's like, Hey, sneak off over there, and I just and I thought that was super not Starfleet, but kind of cool. But he's not Starfleet anyway, so that's fine. Ooh, all right, you're just splitting hairs now. It did seem to break Odo's own code, like, code didn't it? Of yeah. yeah, Odo's code, and yeah, it did seem the to code-o. break the code of Odo. <laughs> no, just Kodo. The <laughs> code. What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Kodo. So it broke the Kodo. Uh, I'd like to, to live by my own Kodo. Yeah, let's try and remember that one for the future. Uh, yeah, so he broke the code. Kodo, I can't even say. He broke the Kodo then uh, and let him go off, and that was the end of the episode, really. And they're going to go live on Vulcan. Yeah. Jesus, what a rough place for him of all people to go. He's... Yeah, I bet the guy was like, oh, really? Oh, we can't go anywhere uh, anywhere else? Anywhere? There's, isn't there some place called like Riza or Riza? <laughs> Riza, yeah. Yeah, let's go there. Well, I assume that he left Vulcan as quickly as he could, don't you think? Do you think he's allowed? Yeah, they Surely you've got to have like a passport or something. Well, I was just thinking that. Some kind of proof of where you come from. Because otherwise you could be harbouring all sorts of criminals. Mm, you could, yeah. Anyone could be on the run. And you wouldn't know it. Can I see your passport? <laughs> I don't know where it is actually. I think it's expired, in mm, fact. Likely story. Uh, this episode, first thoughts from you. Did you enjoy it? I did. You did enjoy it. We had to watch this in two sections because you were falling tired when we were first watching it. And then we watched the rest of it the next morning. What do you mean falling tired? You were tired. Falling You're... asleep. See, I was going to say falling asleep, but as I went to say it, I thought... Did you start falling tired? No. <laughs> I thought it would imply the episode was putting you to sleep for anyone listening. Oh, no. So I was going to say falling tired. Is that even a, a thing? No. You can't fall tired? You can fall when you're tired. You can become tired. Why can't you fall tired? You're going to have to take that up with a dictionary. I don't know. You, fall, you fall asleep. You don't literally fall. So I'm not saying you literally falling into tiredness and you're saying you're tired you suddenly become tired you fall tired that's not a thing great but Kodo is yes keep up <laughs> sorry there's new English lessons in this every single week so 
You're welcome. <laughs> You're always Qualified teaching. teacher. You are always teaching. Fair play to you. So yeah, you did enjoy this one. Yeah, another Odo episode, which I think one of the ones you've liked the most so far as well has been uh, the Odo Who Done It. Yeah. So you, you're yeah. becoming a big fan of Odo. I love Odo. And I am invested, man. I want to know. Where what? did you come from? Where did you go? Where, Where did, did you, you come from? from? Odo. <laughs> if people don't know the original song, I was wondering how you were going to finish that. I didn't then. even plan that. As you get there, I thought, is she going to try for a final line that's going to fit? And you did. You you tied it in. Well done. Let's have, have a look at the lyrics of the song. I myself laugh anyway. I wonder if anyone even knows that song. What was that song? Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. What's the I actual don't know words? Sang it. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? But we'll just go with where did you come from? Odo. Odo. There we go. Do you want to know where Odo came from? I do. Then? I really want him to find out like, what's going on. Mm. Like, is that his cousin in the necklace? Who knows? I thought that was naff when he called his necklace cousin. Is that like one of the cousins who's the product of like incest? But the one that no one talks about. Yeah, no one, yeah, no one really <laughs> wants to acknowledge that you have this black stain on your family. Because this one could only turn into a key. Like I think trying it can to, turn into more. I don't know. But still, they're trying to make me think that it was the same as Odo. I was like, no. I thought it was naff. It's not your cousin. But... I reckon it's like a pet from that planet. A okay. really handy pet that you can take everywhere with you in a small packet. And you don't have to feed it or clean up its poop. That's great as well. Because like, we have no litter trays in the house now. I really wouldn't want to start cleaning up a changeling's poop or anything. And, so... I, and I like jewellery. You do. You do like jewellery. So would you want one of those then? Odo's cousin around your neck? Sure, is it going to talk to me? I don't think it's smart enough to talk. That's a real shame. Sometimes I like to have conversations with myself. And it'd be nice to have someone listen for once. (laughs) Not look like a complete nut job. I mean, I still would, because no one would know that Odo's cousin was in my neck. (laughs) What about the... Oh, uh, speaking of necks. What? I think we need to talk about that. Oh, yeah, the weird... So the aliens that were going after Odo and this dude, they seemingly were wearing dog collars around their neck, but then had, like flaps of skin that what's that bit called on your trousers that you put the belt through i thought you muffin top no no, no you tell i've got a muffin top no what, that, everyone that there. what's that belt loop that's it i couldn't think of the words so it looked like they had like a skin loop, loop. with a dog <sighs> collar put through it around i first spotted it when bashir was over the dead brother and then confirmed it obviously when the living brother was complaining to Cisco and Odo, and that was grim. They probably should have killed him just for that. Can you imagine just, like, fish hooking him with your finger? Ah, by I that? reckon they do that in foreplay. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> just fish hook the skin loops. Pull it. Oh, God, pull my pull my loop. Stretch it. Stretch it. Stretch it. Stretch it. I feel sick. Grim. I know, it's a horrible image. Ooh. I mean, it makes a difference from forehead aliens, but I beg of you, Star Trek, just continue with the forehead with aliens the foreheads. not the neck aliens i can't take any more differences like i think one reason that i really hate the ferengi is i'm not a massive fan of ears and <laughs> it's all quite, they are. it's quite triggering <laughs> are you triggered by the ferengi <laughs> yes have i not mentioned this before <laughs> i just think about as well how dirty they must get what on the ferengi yeah no they look quite clean aren't they I don't know. I don't look too closely. I tend to... I try to focus on his face and then I look at his teeth and I'm like, ugh. God, I wonder how many... Like, this is why when he's on screen, I'm like, I just need to look away. How many cotton buds do you think they go through with Ferengi on a day-to-day basis? They're probably the reason that the planet is covered in cotton buds and single-use plastics. Yeah, Ferengi now has got a pollution problem with... They just beam them down Plastic here. cotton buds. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame them. They do, they've got to do something with those ears. I think my favourite part of this whole episode was when Quark was being... 
questioned by Cisco, I think, and Odo about his involvement possibly in this, well, in the in the murder. And Rom's there, and Rom's jumping to Quark's defense all of a sudden, like, how dare you accuse my brothers? <laughs> and I, I turned to you and I was like, what is Rom doing? And in the last episode, Rom tried to eject Quark from a, an airlock. Yeah, but that, like, changed the balance of power between them because Quark was so impressed with them. He was like, <laughs> okay, fair play. Like, you got some balls. They're my favorite combo right now, Quark and Rom. Mm. I find them hilarious. I think I can name a better combo. Really? Yeah. What, on DS9? Yeah, Cisco and Jake. Yeah, Jake and yeah. Mini Nog. Frang. Nog. Yeah. Which is much easier to remember than Mini Frang. <laughs> Any favourite bits for you from this episode? Yeah, I like the bit where the guy, the criminal, didn't leave Odo behind. Oh, yeah, he's And he going had to. a moment. And I was like, I see what you're doing. But actually, he regretted it already when they got to the ship. But I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah, because instinctively, and I, I picked up on this right away... Like his first instinct was to help Odo. Like he yeah. went to start picking him up. And then he obviously thought, hang on, I can get on this ship and get away. Mm. And he starts to put him down. And his daughter, though, was like, whoa, you know, what's going on? And he's like, nothing, nothing. And he took him. So it's the daughter that really got him to do it. But I think he would have gone back even yeah. if he had decided to go and the daughter hadn't been there. I think he would have come back for him anyway. Maybe he was running to the ship to beam him on there. No, it was a moment. But I liked how it was done. Because normally it would be he'd go to leave without him. And then be like, oh, and go back. But I like that actually it his first instinct quick. was tell. And that tells you he's a good guy, actually. And he wasn't quite what they were making out. I think that was the deciding factor. Tragic for that family of the twins, though. No, I mean, yeah, they've lost. Two in one day. Oh, both of them, yeah. Didn't even get to have their collars back. Just lost them. Do you know like... what? It makes my neck feel weird. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Now I feel you like say I've that. got to stretch it so that like everyone knows there's no... That could be a new craze on Earth, though. You know when we get old and we're going to have like saggy necks? We might get them pierced and oh, no. have you know dog how, like, collars put around. Like people started having really weird stuff pierced. Yeah. Like yeah. I once saw someone with the back of their neck pierced. Yeah. And I was thinking like That's how quite much... normal. No, I know. But I remember the first time I saw it, I was thinking, how much does that hurt? Mm. Oh my God. Like the back of your neck is quite hard. Especially the way I have to, I have to stretch in the morning when I wake up. It just pop out. It would pop out and rip my neck open whilst I was at it. So this is a good episode. You enjoyed this one? Yes, yeah. I did. I did. Yay, you liked it. We're on a bit of a roll now mm. with Deep Space Nine. And I'm confident in the next episode. Okay. I barely remember it, but I'm confident. Hosted by Katie Harbin and myself, Kyle West, her first Trek, a Star Trek review podcast, is produced by nerdsince86.com and is part of the holosuitemedia.com podcast network. If you would like extra content from us, including early access to her first Trek episodes, our Patreon-exclusive Her First Trek After Show, where we rank the episodes we've discussed each show, early access to Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast episodes, and much, much more, you can become a valued supporter of our show by signing up to our Patreon. Visit patreon.com forward slash nerdsince86 for more details. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from Her First Trek, be sure to follow at Her First Trek on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. To join the holosuitemedia.com community discussion group, simply type The Nexus, Holosuite Media's listeners community, into the Facebook search bar. Thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Sci-Fi Feminist, a feminism and pop culture podcast. Yes, uh, cosplaying as Lara Croft doesn't work, but 
that did spark my interest in her and for my master's dissertation I wrote about Rise of the Tomb Raider and continuing into my current study she's still the topic of research and investigation so I feel like um, we're basically best friends or sisters we are really close <laughs> me and Laura it feels like I have some personal relationship with her which is why I'm really happy to share my research about Laura Croft at this point in this podcast Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Voyages, a Star Trek original, animated, and Kelvin Films podcast. Full honesty, I did find that the scene was seemingly long when they were driving with him and, and Scotty to get to the Enterprise when they were in their little capsule. I felt that that was a very long scene, driving around the whole Enterprise. But find yourself someone in life that looks at you the way Kirk looked at the Enterprise. I mean, that was a beautiful moment. And I absolutely adored when Spock came back onto the Enterprise. Just how everybody on the bridge, like Yuhura and Chekhov and everybody, they just kind of rallied around him. And it was a really warming moment just to see that original core group of people just celebrate him and happy to see him. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.